This shit right here sound like a goddamn mango swisher with peach rings, baby. Yeah. into the Nashville Bets podcast. Today, we're finishing up the second round of our NFL mock draft. We're doing a little cicada talk. But first, I want to do a heartfelt goodbye to the European Football Soccer League. I'm going to miss it so much. As a, uh, a hot spur myself, it was great to be finally be included in the top clubs, even though we currently are not one by a long fucking shot. But you know what? If it makes anything make that makes Arsenal upset... I am absolutely for. So, Hayden, as a non-soccer guy, what do you think about the Super League? So, personally, I actually want it to happen because I think this would actually make me watch soccer. Now I'm back to, you know, I really don't give a shit about it anymore. I mean, if I have to see Southampton take on Brighton on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m., I'm going to literally blow my brains out. It was honestly the best four days. For, actually, no, what was it? Two days for soccer of all time, probably. Oh, I've, I've never been more excited to read soccer Twitter in my entire life. It's so fucking... So many people are, like, really upset about it. And, and like, you know, as, like, an American, it makes a little more sense. Like, because, what, all of our leagues are essentially super leagues? So we don't have, like, the projects of, like, Chicago, like, building up a team that eventually, like, gets into the NBA and then gets relegated within 45 seconds. But, I will say, outside of the super league, since Nashville actually has a team now in just the MLS... I started researching the MLS a little bit. I was like, should I start trying to get into this? And I don't know if I can do it with soccer. We are absolutely Nashville SC guys. FC, SC? Is it American enough to where it's still SC is in soccer club? Or are we FC as in football club? I think it's SC. Okay, good. We, we can't just start calling random shit football. But on this podcast, it's FC. <laughs> True soccer guys out here. No, I mean... I think it's a really cool idea. I mean, I would love just to see, like, Barca play, like, Real or... Or, I guess they already play Real in Liga. But, like, Barca play, like, PSG outside of, like, Champs League. Which would be really cool. Or, like, or, or not Arsenal. Like, Tottenham take on, like, Bayern Munich or, like, Dortmund on a regular basis. Which would be really fucking cool. Which, one thing I do really, really enjoy about soccer is I feel like it's the easiest to gamble on. And, like, because... You get the draws, and a lot of times, if you just put draw down, it could hit. I mean, if you're betting on the Tottenham Hotspurs, if you put down draw more often than not, I think you're going to come away positive. For instance, so today I hit a uh, plus 1,290 odds. Uh, Brentford, line. Helsingborg's draw <laughs> at plus two. <laughs> I don't even know this soccer team, okay? All research, though, analytics. I mean, and then I- Argus... Money line and it hit, <laughs> and none of you guys took it. Premium picks. Hope you DM'd us today. Good lord, I am. I'll, honestly, I could listen to an entire podcast of you just trying to pronounce random country soccer clubs. Yeah, I, I would. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Oh, I fucking love that shit so goddamn much. But yeah, no. But just imagine if it was like 
So say, like, as I said before, a lot of our teams are already like, essentially in super leagues. But imagine if like we just like cut the NFL outside, like basically like, top twenty get to stay, and so like the rest of them have to either like fight their way back in. You get relegated. Oh, they'd be. Still, I mean, you put get put in timeout for a year. Like just imagine if we got to put Jacksonville in timeout like every time they come in like last for like two years so in a row. I would love when the XFL comes back. Start relegating. That the worst, like, I, I don't know all the logistics. This is just a thought <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, you know, let's say we relegate two, the two worst teams in the league mm-hmm. and you bring the two best teams from whatever back, like yeah. the XFL. I guess CFL is not really anywhere near. I mean, are you saying that my St. Louis Battlehawks have a chance to come back? With absolute vengeance. I'm saying if I was the commissioner, fuck yeah, they would. <laughs> you realize how, like, everyone would, I feel like a lot of people would be going for this until, like, Jerry Jones, like, Dallas Cowboys get relegated, and then Jerry's just going to throw a fucking fit and just, like, throw it all to the goddamn Which wind. Which you would have to go, so, you with the NFL draft and stuff, you would have to completely, like, so the people, or the... XFL teams that let's say get into the NFL for a year, do they get draft picks and stuff? I don't know how that would all work out. So like, do like a whole expansion team type shit? It'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah. Or do do they does the team that gets relegated do they forfeit their draft picks that year? <gasps> that would be awesome. But how fucking pissed I mean, would they business, be? That would never happen. Oh but- no. Wow. Yeah. With the franchising setup that we have, it's actually impossible. Talk about entertainment. Oh, I'd be. F- ecstatic the entire fucking time. McMahon, where are you at? <laughs> Make it fucking happen. Start a new league. <laughs> Another one? You <laughs> sold the XFL, right, to uh, The Rock. Is Oh, that's right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson sold it. Jesus Christ, I Which, love it. Which, thank God, because I feel like, at least with him owning, it has a chance mm-hmm. like, to be like a not only a competitive league, but I feel like he'd actually care for the players and... The well-being of everybody involved. Who cares about players' well-being? <laughs> as long as they make money, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking about buzz, did you hear about these 15-year cicadas? Also, can we talk about the transition real quick? Real quick. Speaking about buzz. So, actually, I guess I'm in the minority here. Oh, fuck. I guess I can't say minority again. <laughs> Oh, canceled in episode six. <laughs> canceled. But, so as far as cicada goes, they're kind of good for the environment. Once they die and stuff, they, I feel like they feed, they have to feed back nitrogen into the soil, into the grass. So if someone watched that episode of uh, Animal Planet. Yes, I have. <laughs> Narrated by Morgan Freeman. Yeah, no, but uh, what I'm really rooting for, I guess not rooting for, what I'm really kind of excited about is how many stories we're going to get on Twitter and like Instagram of like people like running with their mouths open and just a cicada just fucking smacking them right in the mouth, getting a little juice on the front tooth. So I don't recall like cicada, like I remember being younger and the cicada shells being all over the trees and everywhere, mm-hmm. but I don't remember them being alive. Oh. Which that kind of worries me because I don't know what to even expect. Like, oh, spring of 2012, they were literally just like, what, I was a senior in high school. And like driving to like my friend's house, they would like, I would just collect like hundreds of them on my windshield. They must not like me. I don't remember them at all. I, I, I mean, was alive then, I think. <laughs> I just remember like driving and they would just like smack my windshield to the point where like I was getting a little worried about like the sustainability of it. 
But yeah, like I'm also for those who are have pets, be mindful of how many cicadas in your backyard because they're slow and they're easy for your dog to snag them. And if your dog eats too many of them, he's not going to be able to shit. So unless you got some like Midol or whatever the fuck uh, the laxatives are, just just have a little on hand. Just Midol, Midol. I love the Midol. I think that's just for uh, period cramps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, truly an accountant over here, not a medical professional. Which apparently Beaver had tonight because he couldn't make the podcast. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Beaver. Get well soon. <laughs> but, yeah, what actually, for this podcast, at least, what's most prevalent is the noise they fucking make because they are loud, some bitches. Like, it's like 17 fans in your room at night. You won't be able to fucking sleep because they're just, like, humming. So, in regards to that... Be wary betting on the Houston Asterisks. They won't be able to hear the trash cans. And so I think during these like two months with the 15-year cicadas are coming back, fade the Asterisks. All right, y'all. Well, let's get back into the second half of our 2021 mock draft. So players off the board so far. We have Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, Panay Swell, Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater, Devonta Smith, Mac Jones, Patrick Sertain, Jalen Waddell, J.C. Horn, Christian Derrishaw, Elijah Vera Tucker, Micah Parsons, and Travis Etienne. Uh, do you want to do a quick recap of that first half and see, maybe let's get your take on the worst pick so far. Hayden. Uh, definitely Etienne by Beaver. Yeah, I, it, it, that's a tough one to come back from. Yeah, I've seen zero mock drafts where ETN's gone in like the top twenty-five. I, I don't think he's he's. I mean, some drafts don't even have consider him like an early second rounder, let alone a first round top sixteen. Anyways, yeah, I think that's the worst pick so far. Uh, I think, I mean, besides Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, or most likely to hit is also, I guess, the more outcast pick is you with the Penny Swell. At five, I think a lot of people are thinking that Cincinnati's going to take Jamar Chase, especially after this week. I don't think but so. I think you got to sure him up. I think you got to sure up that offensive line. Keep you your boy happy. Protect him. Did you see the Cincinnati unis? And they're <laughs> sick. They look exactly like everything else they've done. I love them. Oh, it's so fucking weird. I and then them. the the photo with a uh, Burrow with the big ass scar on his knee. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you got to earn your stripes somehow, boys. <laughs> and that's why you draft a fucking lineman to protect Joe Burrow so he doesn't get any more scars on his knees. Fair enough. <laughs> um, also, for the folks at home, since Beaver is out right now, what we're going to do is for all the picks that he's supposed to have, Hayden and I are going to come into a little consensus. And then we'll etch that in as a part of our mock draft. All right. So with the 17th overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select. So, as far as I know, we didn't say him. Tevin Jenkins. I don't recap. I don't think we've. I don't think he's been off the board yet. Tevin Jenkins is not taken. That's who the Raiders are fucking taking. They've got to get some offensive linemen in there. Which this is also a practical pick. And I know that Gruden doesn't normally like to go practical, so they might go for more of like a risk-type player. 
But as far as that, I think it's the safest bet for the Raiders, especially with 17. Unless, unless honestly, I would trade back because you might be able to get him later. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think you'll be able to get Tevin Jenkins like later on in the second or in the first round. So more like that 25 through 31 area is where I think he's more likely going to fall. But I mean, I think Vegas is probably one of those teams that are looking to trade back or they're going to trade up for like a Micah Parsons or a JC Horn or a Patrick Sertain. Yeah. Okay. So for Miami, so there's a couple ways that I could go here because as right now I have him taking Jamar Chase. So their wide receiver problems are pretty good, although there's not a lot of good or value in wide receiver right now. So what I kind of want to do is I think we're going Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. Granted, he's had some issues in the past. If the team gives Phillips a clean bill of health, he could be the first edge rusher off the board. Yeah, he has the talent to be a first-round pick. He's just had a lot of injury issues in the past. And so that's where I think Miami, having so many picks in this draft, can take a risk with him. And hopefully their medical staff can get him all ready. They can give him a little more treatment. I'm not entirely sure what treatment they could give him. But I trust the folks at the actual like Dolphins facility a lot more than I trust the people of the Miami Hurricanes. Because I'm sure all they're doing is giving him blow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Speaking also, of Miami. Oh, God. Well, guess we'll just go ahead and ease Isaiah Wilson back on into the conversation. <laughs> so he is now no longer a football player. He has became, we will consider it, an artist. Uh, he's on Spotify and Apple Music. You can check him out at GG Bowser. He dropped an EP, I believe it was yesterday. And this actually is, is not made up. This isn't a bit. He is now... Art, like a rapper, uh, and it's not good. I will say I might as well take this podcast mic and start streaming and recording because <laughs> if he can do it, anybody can. True. All right, and with that, we're going to go into the 19th pick with the Washington football team, and I think y'all fucked up on this one. The fact that you let this guy fall to Washington, I didn't even have him on my big board for Washington. Because I didn't think it was ever possible that he would get there. Complete fuck up on you and the Beaver. The football team's taking Trey Lance if he falls to him at 18. Easiest, I mean, I think he has the best chance to be the best quarterback in this draft. Actually, yes, that would be a hell of a pick if he failed this this late. 0% chance. I think the football team trades up to get him probably at like that 7 spot, forcing Detroit to trade back or allowing Detroit to trade back, get a little more draft capital. Because, I mean, with, with Alex Smith being gone, uh, I assume, uh, who's the old Ohio State quarterback? Dwayne Justin Haskins? Oh, uh, I was going to say fucking Justin Fields? <laughs> no, Dwayne Haskins is, I think he should be gone after this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know who's left on the roster besides the guy who led him to a playoff defeat, but covered against Tampa Bay. Wait, what is that? Heineke? Heineken. Okay, I was gonna say how do you pronounce? It? I was gonna say Heineken, but that's not the. Also, great sponsorship opportunity. Yeah. I don't know whether his guys were on or not. Maybe it's more on in the Washington D.C. area. But the fact that I haven't seen a commercial about Taylor Heineke drinking Heinekens is insane. But honestly, I would have if I'd have realized Trey Lance was still there. The Raiders, I think, would take him at seventeen, even though they don't need a. 
Derek Carr's not the guy. I, and the dude backing him up is definitely not the fucking guy. I was thinking that all week that you would take Trey, but I was going to have to veto that immediately because they already have two quarterbacks. Yeah, There's a 0% chance they take Trey I feel like for the Raiders, you need, you, you need to take it. You have two! Too mediocre at best. I will not accept this Derek Carr slander. He is not bad. He, Did you see him pull up on that groin injury and then Mariota come in and slinging fucking darts? <laughs> Yeah. And literally, none of them are starters. Neither one of them are starters. Derek Carr's absolutely what a is, starter. What has Derek Carr done for them, though? He throws dink and dunk passes. He's the only... He's got a great completion percentage, dink and dunk passes. He doesn't win games. He's the only reason they're competitive. They don't have a defense! Which they're in, they're in that's, the... that's due to them misusing their draft capital. And that's a whole other issue with the Raiders. Yeah, I completely agree. That's all on the Raiders there. my uh, practical pick for the Raiders. Yeah, but we all know that they don't specialize in practicality. <laughs> all right, so Hayden, who are the Bears taking at 20? At number 20, best receiver still on the board. you got to take him, Elijah Moore. A you got to do it. And you're stealing him from the Titans, which kind of hurts. Not that the Titans would draft a receiver in the first round. I don't think they will. But Elijah Moore at number 20 for the Bears. I guess you're going to have the Red Rocket throwing passes to him. If not, I think Nick Foles will still be back. I don't know. Wait, so have they na- have, the, have the Bears named a starter yet? Is Quarterback it be Andy wise? Dalton? I think it's going to be Andy. Where's it going to be Foles? Uh, is Foles still on the roster? There's no way he's still on the roster. I think he's on the roster still. No fucking way. What are the Bears doing? Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough to draft a wide receiver in this spot. But, I mean, the Bears have a lot of good players in a lot of key positions. But unless you don't have that quarterback right, it's tough to think that they can really do much here. Unless, I guess, they trade up or, according to Bears Twitter, they might be taking Ian Book, quarterback out of Notre Dame, which would be the most Mitch Trubisky pick of all time. I will say... I believe in the quarterback room, and mostly because it would hurt you, <laughs> and it would pain you, Jack. Oh, there! Uh, I really want this this quarterback room to work out. They need to draft Elijah Moore. I want him to beat the Packers a couple times, at least once this year. I mean, the Bears somehow always get, or beat the Packers in some like random heartbreaking fashion because Green Bay is just so inept and in, or in certain games. So I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they pick up Najee Harris here, I'm going to be really worried. Because if the, the Nor- NFC North just turns into like the wide or the running back division, I mean, we still can't stop the run. We've done nothing. We just lost Christian Kirksey this year. So I don't know who's playing middle or who's going to be our Mike and Will linebacker. I assume it's uh, Oren Brooks or uh, Davis out of UCLA. And then we have uh, Martin out of Minnesota who were both rookies last year and were still a part of, oh, I think it was week 14, up to week 14, Green Bay was the worst tackling defense in the NFL. So, I mean. Wouldn't have fucking thought that when they played the Titans. Oh, I mean, (laughs) Derrick Henry just can't run in snow. (laughs) Got cold feet. (laughs) Well done. That was good. Okay, so moving on to the Indianapolis Colts. So, not a lot of weaknesses on this team, except for... Other than they can't win a division. 
I, I mean, with, with your boys, uh, Carson Wentz and uh, Frank Reich coming back together, I think it's going to be a dangerous team. But there's, I think there's two main people that they can go after here. There's the, essentially you have your inside linebacker and your outside edge rusher. So we, they can either go with uh, Jeremiah Asuwu, or Asuwu Kamora, or they can go Aziz Ojulari. <laughs> I was going to say, good, hey, good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, why did I choose the two guys with the hardest fucking names? So that's actually, the first guy you said is who I actually want to take for the Raiders, but I didn't know how to say his name, so I took... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so are you good with that? Elijah, or Jeremiah Awushu Kamora? Yeah, he, great pick. Yeah. I don't think he'll fall that far. I do think if he falls to... If he's there at 17, I think the Raiders are taking him. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I mean, at this point of the draft, really your weak spot for Indy is your offensive tackles, and both of them are gone. So you can always just shore up your stout defense with more linebacker talent. I think that's always a great pick. Okay, and then for the Tennessee Titans, I think for the compatibility with our prop bet, I think Greg Newsom II is a great pick here, cornerback out of Northwestern. I'll agree. Uh, who's who's the other quarterback that's – is it – There's Caleb Farley, who is the back problems out of Virginia Farley. Tech. I think that's who we're going to end up getting. Really? I think we're going to end up getting him. So you're going to take Caleb Farley then? No, no. You, t- you hey. Well, it's a who do we think the teams are going to take. But, dude, I think Farley's by far the best co- – like, especially man. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy out of that the top, like, tier group that is – Known to cover man. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he is one of the biggest corners in the, in yeah. this draft class, I think. And so, but like the back, I think he's like, I don't know how many back surgeries it was, but he's had some back issues and stuff like that. Which right. that's, as a first round pick, that's scary, but fuck, how much scarier can it get than we did last year? You know, I mean, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if he, if he makes the field for three games, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so let's go Caleb Farley here because if you, I think whatever whatever we think the team's going to do is what we should aim for. I do th- well. I think Farley's the best out of like I said the top tier group just because known to cover man and mm-hmm. the Titans do need some man pieces. Cause yep. Fuck that secondary. <laughs> <laughs> the secondary last year was basically they should have called me. I only live about four miles from the stadium. <laughs> They should have called me every Sunday, like, hey, do you want to play today in a little pickup game? <laughs> and we would have been just okay. Compared to, <laughs> compared to how many points everybody was scoring on us last year. I mean, fair enough. All right. So, moving on to the 23rd overall pick. The New York Jets. Hayden, who you got? Now, the Jets pick at Greg Newsom Worked out perfect for me, Jack. <laughs> Uh, Greg Newsom, cornerback out of uh, Northwestern, is lengthy, has loose hips, and can sit on the outside corner and boost that secondary so quickly. Yeah, so I really like Greg for this New York Jets team. He's really lengthy, has loose hips, and instantly boosts that New York Jets secondary. And Lord knows they need help there desperately. Cool. All right. And so for Jacksonville at the 25th pick, there are, I'm sorry, no. For Pittsburgh 
at the 24th pick, there are several directions where I could go. Because, I mean, Pittsburgh needs a center. They need a running back. They need linebackers. They need edge rushers. And so if I'm going to put myself in Mike Tomlin's shoes and think, what do the Pittsburgh Steelers do best and what do they just lose? They just lost Bud Dupree, their best linebacker, and so actually second Thank best line, second best linebacker outside of TJ Watt. And so I think they need to replace him. And so I'm going to go with our edge rusher, who I couldn't pronounce his name earlier. I don't know. Georgia Aziz Ojolari. I mean, one of the most athletic people in the draft is an absolute monster. Uh, just a great point of contact kind of guy and can be a day one contributor. All right, and then at the 25th pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, also one of the teams that need a lot of things. So you just take Trevor Lawrence at the number one. And so the issue is, do you protect him? Do you give him a weapon? Or do you help secure the other side of the ball so that way he doesn't have to put up 35 to 45 points a game? And so I think here, I think I got to go Christian Barrymore. Defensive tackle out of Alabama. I know a lot of these Alabama linemen, at least especially on the defensive side of the ball, don't produce immediately and aren't like, you know, it's what your Sean Robinsons that went to Detroit aren't really big-time producers. But I think that Barrymore can be one of those guys and really buck this trend. I trust anybody coming out of Alabama, honestly. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, Chris or Nick Saban really builds up the, his defenses, gives him NFL coaching. And with Barrymore being with Saban for so many years, I mean, I it's hard for Urban Meyer to really fuck that up day one. So I think they take someone who can, what, or get to the other team's quarterback. Because as I said before, the best things that you can do to build a team, get a quarterback, protect your quarterback, get someone on the other side of the ball to get to the other team's quarterback. But, I mean, I will say it wouldn't be the first thing that Urban Meyer fucked up day one in the NFL. Well, no. Those are his assistants, and that's women. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, at 26, the Browns pick. I'm taking the receiver out of Minnesota, Rashad Bateman. He's almost 6'4". Almost 200 pounds. 33-inch arm length. He runs a 4-4, which is probably, probably a 4-5, actually, <laughs> when, you get, when you get to the officials. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm not a Rashawn Bateman guy. I like uh, Rondell Moore a lot better. I like the, Kadaria, or the, the guy out of Florida, Kadarius Tony. I like or Tooney Tony. I don't care. He's from fucking Tooney. Florida. Fucking. I, I think Tooney. I'm not Tooney, sure. Yeah. I fucking hate Florida. Uh, I despise don't keep that. Up with it. <laughs> yeah. So control C, control V. The proper or pronunciation of his name. I think he's better than Bateman. But then again, I might just have an anti Big Ten wide receiver bias. I like seeing the 86 catches for 1219 yards and 11 TDs. Yeah, against. Fucking Purdue. Well, you just developed the NFL talent. What? What is the divisions in the Big Ten? It's like legends and leaders. And he's in the shittier one with Wisconsin. God damn it. Yeah. Big time fuck-ups by the Big Ten on all accounts. Um, all right. So, 27. We have a beaver pick. 
So, Baltimore, they did. Wait, is Baltimore still 27? Or did they give up 27? They're still at 27. They're still at 27. So, Baltimore at 27. I'm thinking a couple things here. I'm thinking Kadarius, Rondell Moore, Joe Tyrone, the edge rusher out of Washington, and possibly Jason Owe. I just, so my issue with Baltimore is that I think I still remember like the Terrell Suggs defense. I'm like, oh, they don't need anyone on defense. But it's just been slowly deteriorating since then. It's past times. Yeah, I just still think it's like the like the Steel Curtain Steelers. Like, oh yeah, they it's the Ravens. They have a defense, right? Yeah, but it's not what it used to be. So they could either build up here, or they can go wide receiver and help out uh, Lamar Jackson, which he desperately needs it. But I mean, I just don't know. From all of the mocks we've seen and all the research we've done, Owe seems to be the popular choice here. But, I mean, Tyrone's athleticism, agility, and potential is just too much to pass up in this situation, especially with Baltimore's history of edge rushers. They could legitimately build this guy up to the next trail sucks. Yeah. And then, for the 28th pick, New Orleans Saints. I think they're going linebacker here. I think they're going Jason Owe. Considering that the board is falling... Just makes sense that the Saints would select Owe. Uh, he adds potential to the pass rush unit that struggled to get Tom Brady this last year, when it's especially mattered most in the playoffs. And that's paramount, and, or, and that'll be even more paramount until the offense is be able to figure itself out with Drew Brees retiring and figuring out if they're going to go Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston to lead him at the helm. So, hey, at the 29th overall pick, my Green Bay Packers select. All right, so with the 29th pick, I'm taking Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. And here's why. So you got to fill the corner position. And I think early on, you can either play him in the slot or you kind of not bench him, but keep him kind of on the bench. You, you kind of groom him into more of a eventual starter on the perimeter. I mean, with Kevin King's known history – with injuries, I think Asante's going to be playing a lot sooner than we think. Because, what, we have two great safeties in Amos and Darnell Savage. We're playing a 3-4 defense, so we're going to have at least, or we're going to play a lot of 6 DB packages if we're going to roll over the same thing. Because what? Actually, fuck. Hold on. Let me repeat this. Let me restructure this. <sighs> All right. Yeah, so Asante is going to be playing a lot sooner than I think because what we play a 3-4 defense, and Joe Barry, I assume, is going to bring in that same style of defense that they were playing in L.A. with the Rams. And so they're going to play a lot of six DBs. And so even with that, Kevin King's injury history, I assume, is going to keep him on the sidelines for a couple of games this season at minimum. So he's going to get a lot of playing time really early. And I'm still not entirely sure why he's fallen down that so many people's draft boards. But I don't know. If he falls to us, I'm happy with that. At the beginning of this draft process, I wanted Asante. I was, I was praying Asante would fall to us. And so I'm happy with this. I'm thinking maybe we would have gone linebacker here. 
but knowing Green Bay, we're probably not just because we don't like drafting linebackers. And knowing Joe Barry's history, he has seldomly drafted or been a part of a draft team or a team that drafted on a linebacker in the first round. They're much trying to find, or they're trying to find a lot of value in your later day twos and day threes. All right. With the 30th overall pick, I have the Buffalo Bills assessing their need from the NFC champion or AFC championship game, getting a corner right off the bat. Tyson Campbell or Campbell out of Georgia. The man's solid. I mean, he's played against SEC and NFL quality wide receivers his entire collegiate career. I think Buffalo finds a lot of value in that, especially having to play Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. So I think they have to snag it there. And so Baltimore at 31 is really interesting. Because I have, there's a lot of good offensive linemen that they could grab. So like Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson, uh, Creed Humphreys is a solid one. They could start shoring up uh, their defense a little bit with the Zayvon Collins. But I think, I kind of feel like they're going to get Lamar some help. They're going to go Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. He's one of the big wide receivers that no one really talks about. Granted, I think did he opt? Out? I think he either opt out this year, or I mean, he wasn't playing with Joe Burrow, so it's tough to really evaluate how good he is, especially when he's playing with you know two or three QBs that they cycled through this year. Yeah, rough. You're rough for LSU all around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was tough. I mean, you put together one of the best collegiate football teams in what college football history. It's tough to really rebound from that, but to, I think they only won like four or five games, right? So that's that's tough to see. But I mean. Terrence Marshall Jr., still a really good wide receiver. Granted, not Jamar Chase caliber, but there's a lot of value here at 31 for the Baltimore Ravens. Which leads us to 32 with the Super Bowl champions, the Buccaneers. So, as far as I know, I think we still have the defensive lineman from Washington. Uh, fuck, how do I pronounce his name? Levi... Own woos, uh, how do you say it? How do you say it? You think I and I've had trouble pronouncing names all night. You think I'm gonna be the one to come up with the correct? Rike. I don't know. How hey, love it. Taking. <laughs> oh, love it. I mean, they have. I mean, so if you're the Bucks, you have wants this year, not really needs. Mm-hmm. You're just helping. Like you're just trying to add to your roster. You don't really need anything as far as. Well, I don't think they've har- they've hardly lost anybody. Did, I think they they resigned the whole roster. I think they did. I think they resigned the entire roster, which I tells mean, me you don't really fucking need anything. Yeah, well, we all know the TB12 method is dishing out a lot, a lot of care packages. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I like that at all, but or I'm I don't like them being able to resign everybody, especially when the salary cap's been re or been reduced. Well, all right, everybody, that was our 2021 NFL mock draft, uh, and that's also our show. We appreciate y'all listening. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, all that good shit. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast on RSS, Spotify, wherever you may be listening, Google Play. Uh, if you can, drop a comment, say something nice about us, say something nice about Green Bay, for the love of God, please, and we will see you all this next Friday. See ya. Baby, don't
smoking on the dopest in the seven seas. I got a few G's in the team with me. Line it up like the field of a football team. I'm trying to do things and I'm trying to dream. But the shit I'm on now make it hard to sleep. Heart racing up my chest like it's out of me. I swear my fucking body is the champion. Aileen, self describe when I'm on the scene. I'm in the coupe in the leather seats of buttercream. I pull up all black like it's rest in peace. Suited like a fool, yeah, boy, you best believe. I do drugs, that's the pain and the stress relief. I hit the weed, then I follow with the coca leaf. Diesel gas, not hash, 98 Supreme. Straw pass, sick grab, throw shades out, I can't see. Come on over, wanna party and it don't include no doja You can count on me like it was Maricopa I told you since day one, I'm a damn soldier I'ma ride like a Buick in the ties toe Texting women like I'm here and you need to show up You a throat goat and the game is almost over She working overtime and her effort noticed We suited, my team be too exclusive I'm surrounded by my bros grooving to the music Lining up in the women all acting foolish Stacey Dash, I'ma fuck her till she is clueless Can't do too much or I'ma be useless I done talk mad shit and she coming through it One team, wet pussy, she a sex fiend I'ma stretch, she gon' cream like a wet dream Sit your ass down. Oh, 